This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. I want you to take God's word. Go with me to the gospel according to Mark. We'll find the 13th chapter, Mark chapter number 13. And we'll begin reading in verse number 14. We began last Sunday looking at this 13th chapter. We've been in the study of the gospel according to Mark uh, for some time. And we've taken a few breaks along the way. And uh, after visiting the book of Jude and looking Studying through that book, we've come back now to Mark chapter 13, and we're coming, as we come to Mark 13, the final days before the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus. He's been teaching in the temple, and uh, he has cleansed the temple. The religious leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and uh, the political leaders, the Herodians, wanted Jesus silenced and he will soon go to the cross. As we come to the 13th chapter, the Lord Jesus and his disciples are leaving the temple, and you'll remember the disciples said to the Lord Jesus, uh, Master, look at these great buildings, these great stones. In verse number 2, the Bible says, And Jesus answering said unto him, Seest thou these great buildings? There shall not be left one stone upon another, excuse me, that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and James, John and Andrew asked him privately, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? And thus begins uh, the Olivet Discourse. And in this Olivet Discourse, it's called so because it's given on the Mount of Olives. The Lord Jesus is speaking to his disciples concerning the events surrounding the coming the second coming of Jesus, the events that uh, surround the end of the world. And these are events that many, many people find intriguing and have lots of questions. There's lots of speculation about the end of the world and all of the uh, prophecies of the Scripture. And uh, as we come to this uh, 13th chapter, if we look into the Word of God, we're going to get clarification. And so God has revealed some truths to us. Uh, As we looked last week at the first 13 verses, as we deal with the general attitudes and the general uh, circumstances of the uh, coming of Christ, we see that it will be times of inconceivable destruction. Uh, Those disciples could not believe that that temple would be torn down and one stone would not be left upon the other. Times of powerful deception times of global devastation, and times of hateful persecution. We see all of these things coming to pass or beginning to come to pass in our world today. As we come to verse number 14, we find that the Lord Jesus now begins to deal with uh, the great tribulation, the great tribulation. The great tribulation will immediately precede the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
You see, the next event on God's time calendar is the rapture of the church. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, I'd like to invite your attention there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 13, the Apostle Paul reveals to us this uh, wonderful doctrine of the rapture of the church. The word rapture, of course, speaks of and references the catching away of the church. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 13, the Apostle Paul, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. He's dealing there with those who have died. That ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them or precede them, come before them which are asleep, those who are already dead. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. The Bible teaches that Jesus is coming. He's coming again. His coming is in two phases. The first, which is the next event on the time calendar of God, is the rapture of the church. The trumpet is going to sound, and we who are alive and remain on this earth will be caught up together with the saints who have already died, and we're going to be with the Lord, and we're for always and forever going to be with the Lord. That's the next event on God's time calendar. The rapture of the church, it could happen at any moment. The next event is the event that we're going to look at this morning. That is the tribulation period. Afterwards, immediately following the tribulation, the Lord Jesus is coming. In fact, he's coming to put an end to the tribulation. And we will come with him. Revelation chapter number 19 tells us that the Lord is coming and his saints are coming with him and he's coming to bring judgment upon this earth. After he overthrows Satan and the armies that have gathered against him, the Lord binds Satan and the Lord Jesus will rule and reign for a thousand years upon this earth. Now, I want to tell you, there's been some good rulers. There's been some good kings. There have been a few good politicians. But that we've not seen anything like King Jesus. He's going to rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. Imagine that. Can you imagine what a time that's going to be when King Jesus is on the throne in this earth? Now, he's on the throne now. He's on the throne in heaven. But he's coming to take the throne on this earth, and he will rule and reign for a thousand years. But we're looking at that second event. That's the tribulation period. Now, the good news for those of us who know the Lord Jesus as our Savior is that we will not be here for this second event. We're going to be with the Lord in heaven. It's going to be a glorious time. We'll also give an account for what we've done with the opportunity that God has given us, and that will be a time of reward for some and a time of regret for others. And I'm praying that God will speak to our hearts and help us to see that his coming is imminent and that he will move us uh, in a mighty way that we will seek to please him in every area of our life. 
So it won't be regret for us, it'll be reward. While we're in heaven with the Lord on earth, the events that I'm about to read to you will be unfolding. And I want us to begin reading here in Mark chapter number 13 and verse number 14. But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understand. Understand this as we, that phrase is there. The Holy Spirit of God inspired Mark, who's the human instrument who penned this gospel record, to tell us this was not just a message for the disciples in that hour. This is a message for you and I today. Let him that readeth understand and also for those who will read it during the tribulation period. Let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them that is on the housetop not go down into the house, neither enter therein to take anything out of his house. And let him that is in the field not turn back again for to take up his garment. But woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. And pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, for in those days shall be affliction such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time, neither shall be. And except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he hath chosen, he hath shortened those days. And then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. But take ye heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. Let's pray together. Our fathers, we come to your word. We, we pray the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, will speak to us. I pray that you will have our attention. I pray, God, that you will help us to hear your voice and to respond to what you have said. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we come to this passage, we see the Lord is speaking to his disciples and to all of us concerning the great tribulation time, the great tribulation. We're going to see four things as we look at the great tribulation and uh, I'll give them to you. I'm going to say them now. I'll say them in just a moment and give you an opportunity to write some things down. First of all, we're going to see the urgent warnings of the Great Tribulation. Secondly, we'll look at the unprecedented woes of the Great Tribulation. Thirdly, we'll see the unholy wonders of the Great Tribulation. And then finally, the unstable worlds of the Great Tribulation. I want us to look first of all in verse number 14, and we see the urgent warning of the great tribulation. After the church is raptured out, the Antichrist will assume his position of power. Of course, things will be working on the stage of human history to prepare his way and to gain access for him. The world caught up in the spirit of Antichrist will be pointing to a one-world religious system, a one-world government, unity, peace will be the message of the day, Prosperity will be the message of the day. And it will seem as if all of the world is united. And there will be a leader who will ascend to lead the world. The Bible calls him the Antichrist. 
In the book of Revelation, you have the unfolding of this period of time from Revelation chapter 6, while we're in heaven, things are taking place on earth. From Revelation chapter 6 to, Re to Revelation chapter number 20, you have the events that will unfold during the great tribulation period, and you have the events that will unfold at the coming of the Lord and the establishment of his millennial kingdom. The first three and a half years of this seven-year tribulation period will be characterized by peace, globalism, and one-world religion. The Antichrist will be political, religious, and a cultural leader. He will promote peace. He will be the icon. He will be, as Adrian Rogers referred to him, Satan's superman. But he will bring peace to the nation of Israel, and the Israelites will be convinced that he is for them. He will negotiate the terms of peace, which they will agree to, and they will be deceived as a nation. After the first three-and-a-half-year period of the tribulation, the Antichrist will enter the temple of God in Jerusalem. That temple does not stand at this moment. It will have to be constructed. He will enter into the temple, and he will go into the a holy of holies to the altar, and there on the altar he will do something that will be unthinkable and inconceivable to any Jew. He will offer a pig on the altar to desecrate that altar. When the Jews see that, that will be a signal. That will be a sign. That will be an alarm they will immediately know that he is not their friend and that he plans to destroy them. The Bible speaks of this in verse number 14. But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, that is referenced in Daniel chapter 9 in verse number 27. Also, there are two other references in the book of Daniel concerning this event. In 167 B.C., a Greek ruler named Antiochus Epiphanes, before the Lord Jesus, of course, came to this earth, entered into the temple, and there he offered a pig on the altar. But Daniel spoke of that event, but ultimately he is prophesying to us of the event that will take place when the Antichrist does the same thing. And when the Jews see it, they will know this is not their friend. Jesus says in verse number 15, he says, when ye see it, then notice the close of, the verse, of verse 14, rather. When ye shall see the abomination of desolation. Then he says at the end of the, of the verse, let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains. When you see it take place, it's time to run. Run to the mountains. You see, this will be a time of urgency. There's no time to go back to the house, he said. There's no time to gather up things that you may not have with you. It's time to flee. Why? Because judgment is coming. The Antichrist will seek to destroy the nation of Israel. In fact, the book of Zechariah in the 13th chapter, verses 8 and 9, tells us that the Antichrist and his armies will destroy, he will kill two-thirds of the Jews in Israel. Only one-third of them will survive. And the Lord is warning them, when they see this happening, 
They need to flee. Now, the good news is for you and I is that we will not be here if we know the Lord Jesus as our Savior. But those who are here, those Jews who are here, when they see this, this will be a signal to them. Well, you say, well, what about the rest of us? What, what if we're left? What if, what if we don't believe on the Lord and we're left in the millennium or in the tribulation, rather? Well, let me just say this to you. If you reject the Lord Jesus, if you have heard the message of the gospel and you have rejected the Lord Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says that when you enter into the tribulation period, that you and much of the world will be sent a spirit of strong delusion. You will believe a lie and you will be damned. You see, though we will not be here during that period of time, the plea is no less urgent for us today as it will be for the people of Israel in that day. The time of salvation is now. This is the day. This is the accepted time. But friend, I want to tell you, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you need to put your faith and trust in Christ Jesus. Because when the trumpet sounds and the church is called away and the Holy Spirit is removed and all of the restraining power of the Holy Spirit is removed, then all hell will break loose on this earth. And those who have rejected Jesus will believe a lie and be condemned forever into the place called hell. It's an urgent warning, the urgent warning of the great tribulation. We see, secondly, the unprecedented woe of the great tribulation. We find it here in verse number 19. For in those days shall be affliction such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time, neither shall be. And except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he hath chosen, he hath shortened the days. We find here the unprecedented woe of the great tribulation. He says that for in those days shall be affliction. The word affliction here means to be pressed, to be stressed, to be distressed. I've watched the events of our nation and, and the events of our world as they've unfolded in recent days with the COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, the upheaval of anarchy in our streets, the lawlessness in our land, the utter failure of our leaders to protect the people of this nation, the lies, the deceptions, the deceits that are propagated day in and day out in our nation and in our world. And I want to tell you that nothing that we are seeing even compares to what will be seen in the Great Tribulation. Now, all of the things that we're seeing today, I believe without doubt, are conditioning the world. In fact, the Antichrist, he could be here today, but I'll tell you, I don't know if he is or not, but I'll tell you this, the spirit of Antichrist is here today. And our world is being conditioned for a one-world leader who will unite the world into a global government and a one-world religion. And when that happens, I want you to know that there is going to be distress and affliction upon this earth like our world has never known. Notice what the Lord says in verse 19. For in those days shall be affliction such as was not 
from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time. The Lord Jesus is saying to his disciples and to us, from the time of creation to the time that he spoke these words, the world had never seen anything that would compare to what's coming in the great tribulation. Then he goes on to say, neither shall be. In the history of the world, there will never be a time of distress and woe and affliction like the time of the great tribulation. Now, that's an amazing statement, isn't it? You think of World War II, Nazi Germany, the Holocaust, six million Jews were killed. You think of the countless injustices over the time uh, over the history of this world, the wickedness of, of, of abusive leaders who murdered people and tortured them and put them to death and, and, and caused great suffering. And the Lord says, nothing compares to what will be seen in the tribulation. In the book of Revelation from chapter 6 through chapter number 16, we see that God reveals what he will do to this earth and the judgment that he will bring upon it. There is a book that is sealed, and there is no man worthy to open the book until they say we see the Lamb. That's Jesus, and he is worthy to open the book. There's seven seals which keep that book closed, and the Lord Jesus, the worthy one, begins to open seal after seal. Those seven seals are given to us in this book of Revelation. Afterwards, we see seven angels coming down with seven trumpets. They will blow their trumpets, and with each trumpet is judgment. Uh, finally, those seven angels will have seven vials or seven bowls, and God will instruct them to pour out those bowls upon the earth. And with each bowl, with each vial, there is more judgment. You see, what you read in, in chapter 6 through chapter 16 of the book of Revelation is just one series of judgment, one event of judgment, one event of destruction after the other. Let me just summarize a few of them for you, if I may. The Bible says that during this unprecedented woe of the Great Tribulation, there will be earthquakes. I know we had one in North Carolina this morning. The Bible said there will be earthquakes in divers places. There will be an increased frequency of earthquakes, and there will be an increased intensity of earthquakes. In Revelation chapter 6, verses 12 through 17, earthquakes will devastate the earth. In Revelation chapter 11 and verse 13, one earthquake will kill 7,000 people. In Revelation 16, verses 17 through 21, a final global earthquake will cause massive changes to the structure of the earth. In chapter 8, verses 6 and 7, as, as those trumpets are sounded, hail and fire will consume a third of the earth's vegetation. I want you to think about that. The, the crops that will be destroyed. It'll cause a worldwide famine. One-third of the ocean will be turned to blood. One-third of fresh water will be poisoned. One-third of the sun, moon, and stars will be darkened. In Revelation chapter number 9, the Bible says that the star will fall from heaven. That star is not a physical star. It is speaking 
of the devil himself. The Bible tells us that the demonic hosts that have been restrained by the restraining power and influence of the Holy Spirit will be unleashed upon this earth. In Revelation chapter 9, the Bible tells us that the pit will open and the demons will come out upon this earth. They'll look like locusts. They'll have a sting like a scorpion, and they will sting men with such insufferable stings, such terrible pains. They'll cry out to die, but they can't. Finally, in the close of the ninth chapter, we see that a host of demonic powers are unleashed upon this earth, and many, many millions are killed. In fact, one-third of the earth's population will be killed. In Revelation 16 and verse 2, the Bible says that men will be afflicted with incurable sores that will cause great pain. In chapter 16 and verse 3, the entire sea, not just a third of it, the entire sea will turn to blood and all the creatures therein will die. In chapter 16 and verse number 4, all the fresh water on this earth will turn to blood. These are just a summary. These are just a few of the judgments that are seen when the seven seals are opened, the seven trumpets are sounded, and the seven vials are poured out upon this earth. It will be a time of unprecedented woe and suffering. But the good news is for you, friend, is that you don't have to live through that. The Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth the first time to redeem you from your sin so that when he comes the second time, you won't face this judgment. And so we see in this passage some things that characterize the great tribulation, the urgent warning of the great tribulation. When it happens, there'll be no time for anything. The unprecedented woe of the great tribulation, suffering and affliction like the world has never known. Thirdly, we see the unholy wonders of the great tribulation. The unholy wonders of the great tribulation. In verse number 21, the Bible said, And then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. You see, in order to prepare the world for the coming of the Antichrist, many false religions and many false Christs will rise up. By the way, they've been rising up, haven't they? For centuries drawing people away from the truth. The Bible says in verse 22, for false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders. Here's the intent to seduce you, if it were possible, even the elect. But take ye heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. Do you know what the devil is? He's a liar and he's a counterfeiter. He's a deceiver. He's a seducer. He will try to duplicate miracles and wonders. He will try and he will succeed in tantalizing the earth with signs and wonders, and the people will say, man, this is amazing. This truly must be the one we're to worship. We're to worship the Antichrist. We're to worship the beast. 
were to listen to the message of the false prophet. Uh, here we are. He must be God. We're rejecting the truth of God's gospel, the Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and we're going to follow this false teaching and false doctrine, and it will lead them to hell. And he will use signs and wonders to do it. Now, we understand Satan has been doing this for a long time. I mentioned to you last week when Moses went to the Pharaoh in Egypt, uh, the magicians of the Pharaoh were able to duplicate some of the miracles that Moses did to demonstrate that God had sent him. But they were limited in what they could do, and finally, after just duplicating a few, they could do no more. And Satan has power to deceive and to do wonders. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 13 and verse number 11, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. That is what Satan wants. He wants worship. That is what the Antichrist will want. He wants the world to worship him. That's why he will, he will bring the religions of the world together. He wants worship. The Bible says in, in uh, verse number uh, 13, and he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power, notice this please, he had power, verse 15, to give life under the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name, here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. The Antichrist will deceive many with signs and wonders, and he will create an economic structure that you will not be able to participate in unless you bow down to the image and you receive the mark. By the way, as we've witnessed a revolution take place in America, do you know the tactic that has been chosen to cause people to bow? It is coercion. It is intimidation, which says if you don't get in march, if you don't get in step, if you don't get in line with the moral and cultural revolution of the day, then we're not going to do business with you. And we've seen company after company after company succumb to the pressure and give in to the pressure because they need that money. And the Antichrist will use this to deceive many. We see the unholy wonders of the great tribulation. And then lastly, we see the unstable worlds of the great tribulation. 
You see, not only will things fall apart on earth, but things will fall apart in the universe. Notice, if you would, please, in verse 24. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. You see, this speaks of the natural creation, the natural things that dwell in the skies, in our universe, in our solar system, but it also speaks of the spiritual conflict that will take place in high places. There is a great war that's going to take place in heaven, and the angels will cast the devil and his hosts out of the heavens and to the earth. The earth will experience great trial and devastation. The sun, he said, shall be darkened. Imagine the impact on that. The moon shall not give her light. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 16 and verses 8 and 9, in Revelation 16 verses 8 and 9, that the earth will experience extreme heat. There will be a time when the sun will burn so intensely that it will kill men. People today are concerned about global warming. Well, for a time, during the tribulation, they're going to experience it like they never imagined. In Revelation chapter 16, verses 10 and 11, the Bible tells us then afterwards that darkness will engulf the world. The world will be thrown into a period of darkness that will be so great, people will lose their sanity, they will lose their minds, they will seek to kill themselves. The Euphrates River will dry up. Revelation 16 and verse 12, thus preparing the passage for the armies of the nations as they come together for the battle at Armageddon. You see, there will be unstable worlds, not only on earth, but in the heavens. Can you imagine the panic? Can you imagine the fear? Can you imagine the lies and the deception, the affliction, the torture, the hopelessness, and the despair? That is awaiting all who reject Jesus. That is awaiting all who will not be caught up together with him in the clouds. It's a time of great tribulation, and it's a time that is surely coming. I have a question for you today. Where will you be? You see, when the trumpet sounds at the rapture of the church, that's your last opportunity. If you're here listening to me preach today, that's your last opportunity. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus when that trumpet sounds, your eternal destiny is settled. You will believe a lie, and you will be damned. But if you've trusted in him, thanks be to God, we're not appointed under wrath. We're going to be with the Lord forever. The tribulation period will then begin, and all of these terrible things will begin to happen. I want to tell you, though, that the Lord will raise up 144,000 Jewish evangelists 
and they will go throughout the world and they will preach the gospel and those who've never heard the gospel and the earth is filled with people who've never heard the gospel will hear the gospel and many will come to faith in Jesus. Because of their faith in Jesus and because of their refusal to worship the image of the beast and take his mark, many will be killed. And then they will all be together with us on this earth during the millennium when Jesus comes. It'll be a glorious time. But before that happens, it's a terrible time of judgment that's coming to this earth. The Bible tells us that we are to be discerning, that we are to be people who are not walking in darkness but in light. And as we live in a world that has received the spirit of the Antichrist, may God give us clarity and discernment. The Lord said to his disciples, when you see all these things coming to pass, let not your heart be troubled. You say, Pastor, these things are scary. Yes, they are. But if you know Jesus, you have nothing to fear. You're secure and safe in him. God told Noah, I'm going to destroy this world. He said, Noah, I want you to build an ark. I want you to build a boat. I'm going to send a flood, and it's going to destroy all living things on this earth. They've corrupted themselves. They've turned away from me. I've been merciful. I've been patient. But now it's the time of judgment. And so Noah went to work, and he built the ark. And he and his family got in it, his three sons and their daughters. They got in the boat. God shut the door, and the rain began to fall. And the fountains of the deep were broken up. Can you imagine the sounds that they heard? Can you imagine as the people gathered around the ark, and they began to beat upon the ark? Let us in, Noah. Let us in, Noah. They could hear the screams. They could hear the judgment of God's wrath as it poured out upon this world. They heard all of it, but none of it touched them. I want to tell you that Jesus, the Son of God, is our ark of safety. And if you'll come to him today, he will save you. And not one drop of the water of God's wrath will ever fall on you. And I want to invite you today to come to Jesus. If you don't know him as your Savior, we have people here who will take the Bible and show you from the Word of God how you can be saved and how you can escape the great tribulation. It's not a time to delay, as Jesus said. It's a time to flee. But we're not running to the mountains. We're running to Jesus. Would you come to him today? Christian friend, many of you are troubled and fearful and, 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 and anxious about things. Aren't you glad that your eternal destiny is settled? Jesus said he would never leave us nor forsake us. This world is going to fall apart, friends, but it's going to fall just as Jesus wants it to, and it's going to fall right in his hands, and he's in control of it all. And so we're trusting him.
And maybe today you just need to come and say, Lord, I want to trust in you. Help me not to be troubled. Thank you for saving me. Maybe today you realize, hey, when that, that trumpet sounds and I'm there uh, with the Lord and with the saints, I'm going to face judgment. I'm going to give an account for what I've done with my opportunity. And I don't want to be filled with regret. Why don't you come and confess that to him today? Ask the Lord to help you to draw near to him. And then think of this. We just have a few more days. I don't know how many to get the message of the gospel proclaimed in this town and around the world. Let's be faithful to do it. Let's ask God to help us. My grandmother, I've talked to you about this before many times. She used to say, I don't want to be in a place like that when the Lord comes. I want to tell you he's coming soon, and we need to be ready. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used his word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.